0: Chapter number 6 Anatomy of Flowering Plants. You can very easily see the structural similarities and variations in the external morphology of the larger living organisms, both plants and animals. Similarly, if we were to study the internal structure, one also finds several similarities as well as differences. This chapter introduces you to the internal structure and functional organization of higher plants. Study of internal structure of plants is called anatomy. Plants have cells as the basic unit. Cells are organized into tissues and in turn into the tissues are organized into organs. Different organs in a plant show differences in their internal structure. Within angiosperms, the monocots and dicots are also seen to be anatomically different. Internal structures also show adaptations to diverse environments. 6.1. The Tissues A tissue is a group of cells having common origin and usually performing a common function. A plant is made up of different kinds of tissues. Tissues are classified into two main groups, namely, meristematic and permanent tissues, based on whether the cells being performed are capable of dividing or not. 6.1.1 Meristematic tissues Growth in plants is largely restricted to special regions of active cell division. Called meristems. Plants have different kinds of meristems. The meristem which occur at the tip of the root and shoots and produce primary tissues are called apical meristems. Root apical meristem occupies the tip of the root while the shoot apical meristem occupies the distant most region of the stem axis. During the formation of leaves and elongation of stem, some cells are left behind from the shoot apical meristem. They constitute the auxiliary bud. Such buds are present in the axils of the leaves and are capable of forming a branch or a flower. The meristem which occurs between mature tissues is known as intercalary meristem. They occur in grasses and regenerate parts removed by grazing herbivores. Both apical meristems and intercalary meristems are primary meristems because they appear early in life of a plant and contribute to the formation of primary plant body. The meristem plant that occurs in mature regions of the root and shoot of many plants, particularly those that produce woody axis and appear later than primary meristem is called the secondary or lateral meristem. They are cylindrical meristems. Fascicular-vascular cambium, interfascicular cambium, and cork cambium are examples of lateral meristem. These are responsible for producing the secondary tissues. Following divisions of cells in both primary as well as secondary meristems, the newly formed cells become structurally and functionally specialized and lose the ability to divide. Such cells are called permanent or mature cells and constitute the permanent tissues. During the formation of primary plant body, specific regions of the apical meristem produce dermal tissues, ground tissues, and vascular tissues. 6.1.2- Permanent tissues The cells of the permanent tissue do not generally divide further. Permanent tissues having all cells similar in structure and function are called simple tissues. Permanent tissues having many different types of cells are called complex tissues. 6.1.2.1- Simple tissues A simple tissue is made up of only one type of cells. The various simple tissues in plants are parenchyma, colonchyma, and sclerenchyma. Parenchyma forms the major component within organisms. The cells of the parenchyma are generally isodiametric. They may be spherical, oval, round, polygonal, or elongated in shape. Their walls are thin and made up of cellulose. They may either be closely packed or have small intercellular spaces. The parenchyma performs various functions like photosynthesis, storage, and secretion. The chyma cells occur in layers below the epidermis and in most of the dicotyledonous plants. It is found either as a homogeneous layer or in patches. It consists of cells which are much thickened at the corners due to the deposition of cellulose, hemicellulose, and pectin. chymatous cell may be oval, spherical, or polygonal and often contain chloroplasts. These cells assimilate food when they contain chloroplasts, intercellular spaces are absent, and they provide mechanical support to the growing parts of the plant such as young stem and petiole of the leaf. Sclerenchyma consists of long, narrow, with thick and lignified cell walls, having few or numerous pits. They are usually dead and without protoplasm. On the basis of variation in form, structure, origin and development, sclerenchyma may either be fibrous or sclerides. The fibers are thick-walled, elongated and pointed cells generally occurring in groups in various parts of the plant. The sclerides are spherical, oval or cylindrical, highly thickened dead cells with narrow cavities called lumen. They are commonly found in the fruit walls of nuts, pulp of fruits like guava, pear and sapota, seed coats of legumes and leaves of tea. Sclerenchyma provides mechanical support to the organs. 6.1.2.2 Complex tissues The complex tissues are made up of more than one type of cells, and these work together as a unit. Xylem and phloem constitute the complex tissues in the pond. Xylem functions as a conducting for water and minerals from roots to stems and leaves. It also provides mechanical strength to the pot, plants. It is composed of four different kinds of elements, namely tracheids, vessels, xylem fibers and xylem parenchyma. Gymnosperms lack vessels in their xylem. Tracheids are elongated or tube-like cells with thick and lignified walls and tapering ends. These are dead and are without protoplasm. The inner layers of the cell walls have thickenings which vary in form. In flowering plants, tracheids and vessels are the main water transporting elements. Vessel is a long cylindrical tube like structure made up of many cells called vessel members, each with lignified walls and a large central cavity. The vessel cells are also devoid of protoplasm. Vessel members are interconnected through perforations in their common walls. The presence of vessels is a characteristic feature of angiosperms. Xylem fibers have highly thickened walls and obliterated central lumens. These may either be septate or aseptate. Xylem parenchyma cells are living and thin-walled and their cell walls are made made up of cellulose. They store food material in one form of starch or fat and other substances like tannins. The radial conduction of water takes place by a re parenchymatous cell. Primary xylem is of two types protoxylem and metazylem. The first formed primary xylem elements are called protoxylem, and the later formed primary xylem is called the metazylem. In stems, the protozylum lies towards the center or the pith, and the metazylem lies towards the periphery of the organ. This type of primary xylem is called endarch. In roots, the protozylum lies towards the periphery and metazylem lies towards the center. Such arrangement of primary xylem is called exarch. Phloem transports food materials usually from leaves to other parts of the plant. The phloem in angiosperms is composed of sieve tube elements, companion cells, phloem parenchyma, and phloem fibers. Gymnosperms have albuminous cells and sieve cells. They lack sieve tubes and companion cells. Sieve tube elements are also long, tube-like structures arranged longitudinally and are associated with the companion cells. Their end walls are perforated in sieve-like manner to perform the sieve plates. A mature sieve element possesses a peripheral cytoplasm and a large vacuole but lacks a nucleus. The functions of the sieve tubes are controlled by the nucleus of the companion cells. The companion cells are specialized parenchymatous cell, which are closely associated with the sieve tube elements. The sieve tube elements are companion cells are connected by pit fields present between their common longitudinal walls. The companion cells help in maintaining the pressure gradient in the sieve tubes. The phloem parenchyma is made up of elongated, tapering cylindrical cells which have dense cytoplasm and nucleus. The cell wall is composed of cellulose and has pits through which the plasmodesmal connections exist between the cells. The phloem parenchyma stores food material and other substances like renin's, latex, and mucilage. Phloem parenchyma is absent in most of the monocotyledonous plants. Phloem fibers, or bast fibers, are made up of sclerenchymatous cells. These are generally absent in the primary phloem, but are found in the secondary phloem. These are much elongated, unbranched, and have thick-pointed needle-like apices. The cell wall of phloem fibers is quite thick. At maturity, these fibers lose their protoplasm and become dead. The phloem fibers of jute, phlox, and hemp are used commercially. The first formed primary phloem consists of narrow sieve tubes and is referred to as protofloem, and the later formed phloem has a bigger sieve tube and is referred to as metafloem. 6.2 The Tissue system. We were discussing types of tissues based on the types of cells present. Let us now consider how tissues vary depending on their location in the plant body. Their structure and function would also be dependent on the location. On the basis of their structure and location, there are three types of tissue systems. These are the epidermal situ system, the ground or fundamental tissue system and the vascular or conducting tissue system. 6.2.1 The Epidermal Tissue System The epidermal tissue system forms the outermost covering of the whole plant body and comprises epidermal cells, stomata, and the epidermal appendages the trichomes and hair the epidermis is the outermost layer of the primary plant body it is made up of elongated compactly arranged cells which form a continuous layer epidermis is usually single layered epidermal cells are pyrenchymatous with a small amount of cytoplasm lining the cell wall and a large vacuole The outside of the epidermis is often covered with a waxy, thick layer called the cuticle, which prevents the loss of water. Cuticle is absent in roots. Stomata are structures present in the epidermis of the leaves. Stomata regulate the process of transpiration and gaseous exchange. Each stoma is composed of two bean-shaped cells known as guard shells, which enclose the stomatal pore. In grasses, the guard cells are dumbbell-shaped. The outer walls of the guard cells away from the stomatal pore are thin and inner walls which are towards the stomatal pore are highly thickened. The guard cells possess chloroplast and regulate the opening and closing of stomata. Sometimes a few epidermal cells in the vicinity of the guard cells become spherical in their shape and size and are known as the subsidiary cells. The stomatal aperture, guard cells and the surrounding subsidiary cells are together called as the stomatal aperture. I am sorry, stomatal apparatus. The cells of the epidermis bear a number of hairs. The root hairs are a unicellular elongation of the epidermal cells and help absorb water and minerals from the soil. On the stem of the epidermal hairs are called the trichomes. Trichomes in the shoot system are usually multicellular. They may be branched or unbranched and soft or stiff. They may even be secretory. The trichomes help in preventing water loss due to transpiration. 6.2.2 The ground tissue system. All tissues except epidermis and vascular bundles constitute the ground tissue. It consists of simple tissues such as parenchyma, colonchyma, and sclerenchyma. Parenchyma cells are usually present in the cortex, pericycle, pith, and medullary rays in the primary system and roots and shoots. In leaves, the ground tissue consists of thin-walled chloroplasts containing cells and is called a mesophyll. 6.2.3 The Vascular Tissue System The vascular tissue system of complex tissues, the phloem and xylem. The xylem and phloem together constitute the vascular bundles. In dicotyledonous systems, cambium is present between the phloem and xylem. Such vascular bundles, because of the presence of the cambium, possess the ability to form secondary xylem and phloem tissues, and hence are called open vascular bundles. In the vessels, the vascular bundles have no cambium present in them. Hence, since they do not form secondary tissues, they are referred to as closed. When xylem and phloem within a vascular bundle are arranged in an alternate manner along the different radii, the arrangement is called radial. Such as in roots. In conjoint type of vascular bundles, the xylem and phloem are jointly situated along the same radius of vascular bundles. Such vascular bundles are common in stems and leaves. The conjoint vascular bundles usually have the phloem located only on the outer side of the xylem. 6.3 Anatomy of dicotyledonous and monocotyledonous plants. For a better understanding of tissues, organization of roots, stems, and leaves, it is convenient to study the transverse section of the mature zones of these organs. 6.3.1. dicotyledonous roots Look at the figure 6.6a. It shows the transverse section of a sunflower root. The internal tissue organization is as follows. The outermost layer is epiter- epiblema. Many of the cells of the epiblema protrude in the form of unicellular root hairs. The cortex consists of several layers of thin-walled parenchyma cells, which intercellular spaces. The innermost layer of the cortex is called the endodermis. It comprises a single layer of the barrel-shaped cells without any intercellular spaces. The tangential as well as the radial walls of the endodermal cells have a deposition of water-impermeable, waxy material subirin, in the form of casparin strips. Next to endodermis lies a few layers of thick-walled parenchymatous cell referred to as pericycle. Initiation of lateral roots and vascular cambium during the secondary growth takes place in these cells. The pith is a small or inconspicuous. The parenchymatous cells, which lie in between the xylem and phloem, are called conjunctive tissues. They are usually two to four xylem and phloem patches. Later, a cambium ring develops between the xylem and phloem. All tissues on the inner side of the endodermis, such as pericycle, water, vascular bundles and pith constitute the steel. 6.3.2 monocotyledonous roots the anatomy of monocot root is similar to the dicot root in many respects. It has epidermis, cortex, endodermis, pericycle, vascular bundles and pith. As compared to the dicot root which have fewer xylem bundles, there are usually more than 6 xylem bundles in the monocot root and this thing is known as polyarch. Pith is large and well developed. Monocotyledonous roots do not undergo any secondary growth. 6.3.3 Dicotyledonous stem The transverse section of a typical young dicotyledonous stem shows that the epidermis is the outermost protective layer of the stem. Figure 6.7A covered with a thin layer of cuticle, it may bear trichomes and a few stomata. The cells arranged in simple layers between the epidermis and pericycle constitute the cortex. It consists of three subzones: the outer Hypodermis consists of a few layers of colon cells just below the epidermis, which provide mechanical strength to the young stem. Cortical layers below the hypodermis consist of rounded, thin-walled perenchymatous cells with conspicuous intercellular spaces. The innermost layer of the cortex is called endodermis. The cells of the endodermis are rich in starch grains and the layer is also referred to as starch sheath. Pericycle is present on the inner side of the endodermis and above the phloem in the form of semi-lunar patches of sclerenchyma. In between the vascular bundles, there are few layers of radially placed parenchymatous cells which constitute medullary rays. A large number of vascular bundles are arranged in a ring. The ring arrangement of vascular bundles is a characteristic of dicot stem. Each vascular bundle is conjoint, open, and with exarch protozylum. A large number of rounded parenchymatous cells with the large intercellular spaces which occupy the central portion of the stem constitute the pith. 6.3.4 Monocotlidinous Stem The monocot stem has a sclerenchymatous hypodermis, a large number of scattered vascular bundles, each surrounded by a sclerenchymatous bundle sheath and a large conspicuous parenchymatous ground tissue. Vascular bundles are conjoint and closed. Peripheral vascular bundles are generally smaller than the centrally located ones. The phloem parenchyma is absent and water-containing cavities are present within the vascular bundles. 6.3.5. The dorsi ventral or dicotyledonous leaf. The vertical section of a dorsi ventral leaf through the lamina shows three main parts, namely epidermis, mesophyll, and vascular system. The epidermis, which covers both the upper surface, Adaxial epidermis in the lower surface. Abaxial epidermis of the leaf has a conspicuous cuticle. The abaxial epidermis generally bears more stomata than the adaxial epidermis. The latter may even lack stomata. The tissue between the upper and the lower epidermis is called the mesophyll. Mesophyll, which possesses chloroplast and carry out photosynthesis, is made up of parenchyma. It has two type of cells: the palisade parenchyma and the spongy parenchyma. The iraxially placed paralysate parenchyma is made up of elongated cells, which are arranged vertically and parallel to each other's. The oval or round and closely arranged spongy parenchyma is situated below the palisade cells and extends towards the lower epidermis. There are numerous large spaces in air cavities between these cells. Vascular system includes vascular bundles, which can be seen in the veins and the midrup. The size of the vascular bundles are dependent on the size of the veins. The veins vary in thickness and in reticulate venation of the dicot leaves. The vascular bundles are surrounded by a layer of thick walled bundle sheets. Look at the figure 6.8a and find the position of xylem in the vascular bundle. 6.3.6- Isobilateral or monocotyledonous leaf. The anatomy of isobilateral leaf is similar to that of the dicotyledonous leaf in many ways. It shows the following characteristic differences. In isobilateral leaf, the stomata are present on both the surfaces of the epidermis, and the mesophyll is not differentiated into palisade and spongy parenchyma. In grasses, certain adaxial epidermis cells along the veins modify themselves into large, empty, colorless cells. These are called bulliform cells. When the bulliform cells in the leaves have absorbed water and are turgid, the leaf surface is exposed when they are flaccid due to water stress they make the leaves curl inwards to minimize water loss the parallel venation in monocot leaves is reflected in near similar sizes of vascular bundles except in main veins as seen in vertical sections of the leaves 6.4 secondary growth the growth of the roots and the stems in the length with the help of the apical meristem is called the primary growth apart from the primary growth most dicotyledons plants exhibit an increase in growth. This increase is called secondary growth. The tissue involved in secondary growth are the two lateral meristems, vascular cambium and cork cambium. 6.4.1 The vascular cambium The meristematic layer that is responsible for cutting off vascular tissues, xylem and phloem, is called vascular cambium. In the young stem, it is present in patches as a single layer between the xylem and phloem. Later, it forms a complete ring. 6.4.1.1. Formation of a cambial ring In dicot stems, the cells of a cambium present between the primary xylem and the primary phloem is the interfascular cambium. The cells of the medullary rays adjoining the interfascular cambium become the meristematic and form the interfascular cambium. Thus, a continuous ring of cambium is formed. 6.4.1.2 Activity of the Cambial Ring The cambial ring becomes active and begins to cut off new cells, both towards the inner and the outer sides. The cells cut off towards the pith mature into secondary cells. And these cells cut off towards periphery mature into secondary phloem. The cambium is generally more active on the inner side than on the outer. As a result, the anatomy of secondary xylem produced is more than the secondary phloem and soon forms a compact mass. The primary and the secondary phloem gets gradually crushed due to the continued formation and accumulation of the secondary xylem. The primary xylem, however, remains more or less intact in or around the center. At some places, the cambium forms a narrow band of the parenchyma, which passes through the secondary xylem and the parenchyma. These are called the secondary medullary rays. Six point one point three. Spring wood and autumnwood. wood. The activity of a cambium is under the control of many physiological and environmental factors. In temperate region, the climatic conditions are not uniform throughout the year. In the spring season, cambium is very active and produces a large number of xylem elements, having vessels with wider cavities. The wood formed during the season is called the spring wood or the early wood. In winter, the cambium is less active and forms fewer xylary elements that have narrow vessels and this wood is called the autumn wood or the late wood. The spring wood is lighter in color and has a lower density whereas the autumn wood is darker and has a higher density. The two kinds of woods that appear as alternate concentric rings constitute the annual ring. Annual rings seen in cut stem give an estimate of the age of the tree. 6.4.1.4 6.4.1.4 hardwood and sapwood. In old trees, the greater part of the secondary xylem is dark brown due to the deposition of organic compounds like tannin, resin, oils, gums, aromatic substances, and essential oils in the central or the innermost layer of the stem. These substances make it hard, durable, and resistant to attack of microorganisms and insects. This region comprises of dead elements with highly lignified walls and are called hardwood. The hardwood does not conduct water but it gives mechanical support to the stem. The peripheral region of the secondary xylem is lighter in color and is known as sapwood. It is involved in the conduction of water and minerals of the root to leaf. 6.4.2 Cork Cambium as the stem continues to increase in girth due to the activity of the vascular cambium, the outer cortical and the epidermal layer get broken and need to be replaced to form new protective layer cells. Hence, sooner or later, another meristematic tissue called the cork cambium or the phellogen develops. Usually in the cortex region, phellogen is a couple of layers thick. It is made up of narrow, thin-walled and nearly rectangular cells. Phellogen cuts off new cells on both its sides. The outer cells differentiate into cork or phelim, while the inner cells differentiate into the secondary cortex or phaloderm. The cork is impervious to water due to the position in the cell wall. The cells of secondary cortex are parenchymatous. Phelogen, phelim, and phaloderm are collectively known as the periderm. Due to the activity of the cork cambium, pressure builds up on the remaining layers, peripheral to phelogen, and ultimately these layers die and slog off bark is a non-technical term that refers to all the tissues exterior to the vascular cambium therefore including secondary phloem bark refers to a number of tissues types namely periderm and secondary phloem bark that is formed early in the season is called the early or soft bark towards the end of the season late or hard bark is formed name the various kind of cell layers which constitute the bark at regions fellow Phallogen cuts off closely arranged parenchymatous cells on the outer side of instead of quark cells. These parenchymatous cells soon rupture the epidermis, forming a lens shaped opening called the lenticels. Lenticels permit the exchange of gases between the outer atmosphere and the internal tissue of the stem. These occur in most woody trees. 6.4.3 Secondary growth in the roots. In the dicot root, the vascular cambium is completely secondary in origin. It originates from the tissue located just below the phloem bundles, a portion of pericycle tissues above the protozylum forming a complete and continuous wavy ring which later becomes circular. Further events are similar to those already discussed above for a dicotlidinus stem. Secondary growth also occurs in stems and roots of gymnosperms. However, secondary growth does not occur in monocotyledons.